This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, February 14th, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. The president's budget proposal is out, and like virtually all federal budgets, it's bigger than the last one. How does this president want to spend federal dollars? Are proposed spending cuts and deficit reductions serious? And if they are, are they politically palatable to the big spending leadership in Congress? Cato's Chris Edwards comments. Well, this is President Trump's fourth budget. Uh, Spending will be up 21 percent in the four years that he has uh, been in the White House. So uh, one thing that's striking is that President Trump's record so far is a big spending record. That said, Trump usually includes a lot of very good uh, cuts and reforms in his budget, cuts to farm subsidies and cuts to uh, Medicaid and cuts to uh, other subsidy programs, privatizing uh, various activities. The problem is Trump doesn't follow through on his proposed cuts. So Trump's budget office has lots of fiscal conservatives in it. They propose lots of good cuts in his budget, but Trump never follows through. And as a result, Congress takes over and spending goes up and up and up. So if you look at like CBO baseline spending and CBO baseline revenues over the next however many years, you see this nice, clear difference between the two. And the difference is the budget deficit every year. It's massive. Uh, under the, the the plans that have been laid out here, you see the proposed Trump spending, the, the rate of increase slows, Trump proposed or suggested assumed revenues, they go higher, the budget deficit shrinks over time. Uh, to what extent is that just wishful thinking? A few decades ago, the federal government used to only uh, budget a, a year or two ahead. A few decades ago, they went to t- a 10-year budget window uh, with the idea that it would uh, make the politicians become more responsible and they could plan over 10 years. The reality is the 10-year budget proposals that presidents and congresses uh, uh, pr- propose now, they're, they're sort of fake accounting. So Trump, for example, has revenue soaring over the next 10 years, which makes the deficit fall because he assumes this excessively high economic growth that probably won't happen. And then on the spending side, he assumes that these uh, large cuts uh, to spending over the next 10 years, and so it would substantially shrink spending growth. And I would be in favor of that. But again, the problem is Trump doesn't follow through. So it, we have trillion-dollar deficits currently. Trump has them supposedly falling to only about a couple hundred billion 10 years from now. The reality is if there's no reform in Washington, today's trillion-dollar deficits will turn into $2 trillion deficits 10 years from now. And uh, as far as I know, in the last budget that are the last big spending plans that this president signed into law, effectively that made trillion-dollar deficits the rule. That's right. In, in 2019, uh, Trump signed a, a budget agreement with, with Congress so for the next two years to push any real spending decisions beyond uh, this fall's election. So the current high spending levels are baked in the cake for a little while. You know, if uh, if if Trump is reelected, um, you know, in theory, he has a number of spending uh, cuts and reforms on the table here. Um, that would be good reforms. But uh, whether he will would actually do that in the second term or not, I don't know. We it's, it's unfortunate that we have to do this, but we do have to do this when uh, people talk about a spending cut in uh, Washington, D.C., when they're talking about a federal spending cut. 
overwhelmingly, they are not talking about a cut in actual spending. Uh, actually, you know, Trump's budget actually has a lot of real cuts. So he has the so-called uh, domestic discretionary part of the budget. I mean, the spending other than defense and entitlements. He has it actually falling hundreds of billions of dollars in actual dollars. He has defense going up and entitlement programs going up. And those are the biggest parts of the budget. So and, you know, he actually would eliminate a fair number of program. I mean, there's some some HUD um, you know, grant programs that he would eliminate and that sort of stuff. So that would be good. He would privatize some of the electricity utilities that the federal government uh, owns. That would be good. But again, you know, Trump probably doesn't really know the details of this budget. He probably doesn't know what the conservatives in his budget office are doing. He just lets them sort of run with it. Um, and so, you know, probably you know, there's going to be no real reforms in Washington uh, for a long time. How often are budgets just in the imaginings of uh, a White House staff about what they think ought to happen. Well, that's what that's what uh, the, the current budgets are. I mean, budgets are useful because there's a, a heck of a lot of uh, detailed information about uh, how much all the various departments and agencies spend. So budget wonks uh, like me uh, and, and, and Asa Cato, uh, they're very useful documents and they do tell you what the, the Trump um, you know, his his appointed leaders in, in the various cabinet agencies want to do. Uh, but again, it's really all up to the president um, whether he wants to push some of these things. I mean, you know, Trump has, has vetoed and threatened vetoes over border walls. I would like to see him veto uh, for to get some of his spending cuts in place. But, you know, that doesn't seem to be in the offing right now. Chris Edwards directs tax policy studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.